Blog Talk Radio. Saint Marriage is a ministry of inquiry for today and is hosted by Beth and Mark Tinsley. Weekly episodes present marriage-related topics using a combination of radio broadcasts and audio podcasts. Beth and Mark realize that they are an imperfect couple in an imperfect marriage in an imperfect world. However, they firmly believe that they serve a perfect God, and they want to share with you some of the life lessons and wisdom that He has shown them. If you'd like to learn more about Think Marriage, go to www.inquiryfortoday.com forward slash Think Marriage. That's www.inquiry, the number four, today.com forward slash Think Marriage. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello everyone. Uh, Welcome to Think Marriage, a weekly radio broadcast podcast dedicated to helping couples grow in their love for, grace toward, and patience with one another. I'm Mark Tinsley, and I'm joined on our show by my co-host and wife, Beth Tinsley. Well, hello everybody. Good to have you back with us this week. On today's episode, we're going to begin talking about the I in our Think Marriage Think acronym. And the I, as you'll recall, stands for intimacy. Of course, as soon as you say intimacy, people immediately think you're going to talk about sex. And yes, sex is an important part of marital intimacy, and we will indeed talk about that on our show. However, sex is not the only kind of intimacy that couples have. And quite frankly, it's not even the most important form of intimacy. There are other types of intimacy that trump sex, and we want to talk about one of those today, namely emotional intimacy. And you'll probably notice that we, uh, if you're listening to us live, that we're running a little late today. We had to postpone our episode a couple of times based on some life circumstances, but we're here now. And if you'll remember that Think Marriage is a call-in radio show, and so we want to hear from you. If you have questions, comments, or just want to say hello, give us a call. The call-in number is 917-889-3042. That's 917-889-3042. You can give us a call right now. And when we have a natural break in the show, we'll take those calls. And uh, we haven't had a lot of calls on Think Marriage up to this point, a couple. Uh, but uh, we would really enjoy to hear from you. So if you, you're listening to us now, come on, call in, and uh, we'll talk together. But let's go ahead and get started with our talk on emotional intimacy. What is emotional intimacy? It's uh, two words together we don't really use together all that much. So let's start by breaking them apart and defining first, what are emotions, our pathos, as we say? Well, a quick Google search of the word emotion or emotions reveals uh, the definition. And here's what it says. Here's what a Google search says. It says emotion. Uh, emotion, a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. In other words, our emotions are how we feel. 
you might say our emotions are our mood. Are we sour? Are we uh, pleasant? Maybe you would say our emotions are our state of mind. Are we focused on things or are we kind of living on unfocused life? Uh, are we um, at peace with the world around us or are we in turmoil? Are we happy or are we sad? Are we chipper or kind of melancholy? These are the kind of things that we think about when we think about emotion, our state of mind, our mood, how we feel. And I think we all kind of have some idea of what emotions are. They're part of who we are. And each day we really go through varying emotional states. For example, you know, some mornings, quite frankly, I wake up a little grumpy. But as I wake up and maybe I get something to eat, maybe I get a cup of tea or hot chocolate or a glass of water or whatever, I start to feel a little better. And as I drive to work, though, I, I may start uh, worrying about projects that I have coming up, maybe something the boss said to me the day before, uh, a particular coworker that maybe I'm going to have to work with that day that I'm not uh, all that keen in working with. I may start to worry a little bit, start to get a little anxious. And then when I get to work, maybe someone makes me a little angry or frustrated and I get down or I get, you know, kind of bitter. But then maybe the boss comes along and pays me a compliment. And so I, I feel a lot better. I start to soar maybe and start to feel really good and, and very much at peace in the job. And, and so it goes in life. Throughout the day, we have our highs and we have our emotional lows. We, we're up sometimes on top of the world. And then we're in states of uh, where we're down. Maybe you would even say the word depressed. So I think we all get what emotions are. And again, uh, scholars call this our pathos, uh, our emotional state. But what is intimacy? Let's look at that word. Now we've looked at emotion. Let's look at intimacy. What is it? Well, going to our friend Google again, we see that it's defined as this close familiarity or friendship closeness. So you see, intimacy, very simply, is just closeness or unity uh, with someone else. And so emotional intimacy, then, if we put those two words back together, is quite simply the feeling or emotional state of being close or united with another person. And in the case of what we're talking about on our show and in, the, in our think marriage paradigm, that person is your spouse, and, and the emotion, emotional intimacy is so important in our marriage. It's so vital to having a, a thriving, living, um, just close marriage. And so we want to talk about what are some examples of gestures that we can do as husbands and wives to promote emotional intimacy between us. Um, there are a lot of things that we can do. So even just starting very simply saying nice things to your spouse, just simple, kind, uplifting, tender things for your spouse. Um, like I love you, or you look really nice today. Um, or man, you're so smart or you're so creative or you're, you're so giving of your time with people or, you know, complimenting the things about them that you appreciate, that you value, that you cherish about them and letting them know that, um, you know, I cannot wait to see you this evening, letting them know that you're thinking about them, that, that they're important to you. And those really create emotional intimacy between a couple because it lets the, uh, our spouse know that they're on our mind, that we care about them. We care about their feelings. We care about how they're doing. 
Um, so look for opportunities to say kind and tender and thoughtful things to your spouse. You know, that old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's just, we all know, I think now the reality of it is words do hurt, but also lack of words mm-hmm. hurt. And so when we don't offer kind gestures to people, uh, those hurt and hurt does not build intimacy. It takes away from intimacy. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we just focus on the negative or like you said, we, we don't, We're not intentional about saying um, thoughtful and encouraging and kind, loving things. Then just the maybe the negative things are talked about in life or in marriage or the things that are going wrong. And and that really just detracts from the emotional intimacy. It creates a distance. So you you have to counter the the normal negative things of life and relationships with intentional, kind things to kind of build up that emotional love tank that we all have that that people talk about. Some other gestures that we can do are giving gifts, um, you know, just random gifts, not not necessarily associated with a holiday, you know, with a birthday or a, a anniversary or something, but just just a gift to, to let the person know, hey, I was thinking about you and I thought you would like this. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be a very simple thing that you know the person would like, like a, a single flower or anything, just a very simple uh, a chocolate bar on the way home that you stop and get them on the way home. Maybe, you know, they like a certain thing. Just something to let them know. I was thinking about you and I thought this would make you happy. And I know when you look at the love languages, that old book that came out several Mm -hmm. years back, one of the love languages is gift giving, I believe Mm -hmm. it is or something like that. And I know with Beth, that's one of your kind of love language things. You, you like to be given a gift Mm -hmm. of some sort, uh, it's not that you're looking to be lavish with diamonds and pearls, but I mean, you, you know, just a simple flower or something I know means a whole lot to you. It does. Yeah, yeah it does. And I, and I think that's a big thing is knowing your, knowing your spouse's love language, if you want to call it, knowing what, what is important to them, that really is going to build that emotional intimacy when we speak into them what, what they need. Um, and then it's not necessarily what is going to be what we need, you know, so just knowing your spouse. Yeah. And I, I wish guys I could say that I've always given in to best love language, but uh, my love language is definitely not giving gifts. That's so, <laughs> been a little uh, stressful at times. Honest, I think. Um, another example is um, things we can do to promote emotional intimacy are remembering important dates, remembering anniversaries and birthdays and mother's day and father's day and you know the the date you proposed and just different things like that or remembering where you were or um just remembering those things communicates to your spouse that you're still important to them that you are thankful for them you're thankful that they're a part of your life and because when we forget those things and everyone's going to forget things at times but when when those things are kind of consistently not on your radar screen for your spouse it really is going to make your spouse feel like you're, they're not important to you. So it's, it is really important for us to, to do our very best to remember those dates. Yeah. Those are important to do. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm easy with the anniversary and birthdays. I remember that. I, I don't always remember the proposal date. I, I still don't remember the proposal date, to be <laughs> honest with you. I have no idea what that was. Um, I would forget Mother's Day if it wasn't for my kids. Mm-hmm. I really would. Um, and I think we could all do a better job of that. And, and guys, it's and, and, and ladies as well that have trouble remembering these things, you know, keeping a little calendar or 
a notebook or something to help remind you these it's important maybe put it on your electronic calendar so that you're reminded i mean you know remembering people's important dates uh really speaks uh love and truth and um care and concern into their lives and that's going to build intimacy mm-hmm, absolutely um offering comforting words during difficult times you know when we all are going to go through difficult times. It might be as a part of your marriage. It might be something totally not related to your marriage. Your spouse might be just going through a difficult emotional time, a difficult uh, time with a friend, maybe they're uh, with their birth family, whatever it might be. Um, and offering comforting words to them to let them know that you're there. Uh, you might not be able to solve or fix the problem, but you care and you're listening and you're there. That really does build emotional intimacy between a couple. It's so important that our spouse knows that they that we are going to be there for them during their difficult times. And when they don't feel that, then they're going to feel alone, and, it, and it's gonna it's gonna put a barrier between intimacy uh, with that couple. Other things we can do to promote uh, emotional intimacy, not getting angry or blaming when something bad happens. And this is a big thing. I think when we, the Bible speaks so much to this, you know, just uh, not sinning when we get angry. Um, it, it That is like an immediate, uh, immediate kind of a throwing, you know, cold water on something to, when you, when you get anger, you, or something bad happens, that's an accident. Like a, you know, maybe your spouse is in a car accident or, or does something accidentally and you get anger, you blame them. That's, oh, it's just going to make your spouse be defensive, first of all, and feel like, oh, well, that's, you know, it's just an accident. Um, so I don't know, just not getting angry, just be more patient with your spouse when things happen and understanding it wasn't your spouse's intent to make this bad thing happen or this accident occur and just being more patient will really help with that intimacy. Yeah. And the car accident note that I have down here is I remember a time when I, I, in, when I was younger and quite frankly, even today a lot, but um, especially when I was younger, I would just kind of get very upset about little things and things that went wrong. And, Beth had a car accident and she called me and I remember you saying you were expecting me to get mad mm-hmm. and get upset, you know, but I didn't. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was very concerned about her welfare. And then, uh, I just was happy that she was okay. And it, it, I didn't really care about the car. And, uh, I remember her telling me afterwards that that meant a lot to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and I'm not trying to speak for you. <laughs> no, no, it, no, it definitely did. Yep. It did. Cause it, it really just helps your spouse to know you're more important than, the event, the thing that happened. Um, sharing also, you know, just kind of like the tagline to our show today, sharing really builds emotional intimacy. Um, and, it, and it really has a special place because when we share, whatever it is, we create emotional intimacy. And there are lots of ways that we can share. Um, kind of sounds funny, but food. So we, we can share in the partaking of food and it's very simple, but it does build intimacy. You know, in the Bible, Jesus is breaking bread with his disciples and with his followers so many times. And when you, when you get together with friends, you go together over a meal uh, with your, when your family gets together at night after everyone's done their daily activities and you eat around the table and you're talking and you're sharing over food. It's really just a, 
just a natural avenue that leads to intimacy when you are sharing food together. And I was kind of thinking about the actual sharing of food. Like when you lean over the table and you say, can I have a bite of that? And I'm like, no, I don't want you to eat this. This is mine. You had yours. You had a chance to order what I have on my. But when we do share in those moments too, it builds intimacy. It does. It does. Because it's like you're saying, you know what? You're important enough that I'm going to let you have a little bite of my food, even though I want it all for myself. Um, Sharing time. Time is so valuable to us. We are all so busy, pulled in so many directions. Um, So, you know, how we spend our time is so, so important to us. And when we share it with our spouse, it just communicates so much to them. It communicates to them that they are important, that they have a priority place in our life, that they're more important than so many other things uh, that pull for our time. So sharing time together really, really builds emotional intimacy. Uh, sharing, you can share chores and household responsibilities. Remember, we talked about this in another show. How uh, when you when it's not just one person doing everything, but it's it's two people sharing the load um, and even doing it together. That just really creates a bond. It, it really um, creates uh, just a lot of intimacy uh, between a couple when when they do even household responsibilities together. And you can share experiences. Uh, This could be so many different things. It could be vacations that you've gone on, you know, big ones, little ones. It can be sporting events that you go to uh, and that you enjoy together. It can be going to movies or maybe a concert or um, anything that you experience together, going on hikes, um, whatever it is that you enjoy doing together when you experience things together, then you have that shared experience in your mind and you can go back to it over and over again in your marriage and and remember those joyous times and the difficult times and how that experience has brought you closer together. So having those shared experiences that share time together just fills your bank with things that you can go back to over and over again as you build your marriage. Um, Sharing secrets. Now, this can be hard. I mean, a lot of it's easier for some people to share their secrets with their spouse than other people. It's it's uh, can be hard for some people to know, can I trust them with this information? I don't want them to be disappointed in me or whatever it might be. But we promise that it will build intimacy if each spouse is committed to being a trustworthy recipient of their spouse's deepest fears and secrets and worries and everything, sins, um, and their spouse knows that they can trust them with that information, it's going to build intimate, so much emotional intimacy. And I think we've talked about this particular point, both in trust and in honesty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and because it's so important. I mean, when couples keep secrets from one another. It's going to hurt everything. It's going to hurt that honesty that you're trying to inculcate between the two. of you. It's going to hurt trust mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt intimacy. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It'll probably hurt the other two areas of our think paradigm as well, mm-hmm. because keeping secrets is you, you can't build relationship with your spouse. If there's hidden, if there are hidden things between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also sharing Sharing your burdens and your pains. You know, the uh, the Bible talks so much about um, bearing one another's burdens. And 
uh, iron sharpening iron and encouraging one another and, and all those things. So sharing our burdens and our pains with our spouse definitely develops um, emotional intimacy. And it also develops that spiritual intimacy, which is what we're going to talk about in next week's episode, which is also so very important to have a godly marriage. Absolutely. And you'll see, that's, an, that's another thing that keeps coming back, right? God. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we can't have a successful marriage if we don't have God in the equation. Christ is the head of the church. He's also the head of our marriages. And if we can't accept that, if we can't make him first in everything that we do, uh, including our marriages, then we're not going to be successful. And uh, we're going to find a lot of hardship that we could avoid if we would just submit to God. So I guess that segues into our next issue, which is why is emotional intimacy so important, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, this is one of those things that we probably could just end the show right now and you all could figure out these things on your own. You probably have an idea of why it's so important already. Uh, Some of this stuff is somewhat intuitive, especially after we've talked about emotional intimacy for the past 20 or 25 minutes the way we have, but let's go through these, not to insult anybody's intelligence, not to, um, to state the obvious as it were, but so we can make sure that we're thinking through this issue fully. That's why we do a lot of these things. It's again, not because we don't think that if you were sitting in the room with us, you couldn't have something to offer. It's because we just want to think through it. We just want to think this is a conversation. I know it's somewhat one way though. You can call in. (laughs) This is a call in show. Um, But anyway, why is emotional intimacy so important? Well, first of all, it builds trust in the T, right? It builds trust in our marriages. And so we want to, uh, we want trust, right? And intimacy is a way, uh, emotional intimacy is a, is a way to build trust. So we want to build trust. It encourages honesty. If we're being intimate emotionally with our spouse, we're pouring out our burdens, our fears, our secrets. Uh, we're sharing experiences. We're spending time together. We're even sharing our food at the dinner table. <laughs> then it's going to build that honesty between us. There's, you know, the, Beth and I, I think Beth would say this, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there are any secrets between us. Mm -mm. And that is a, that honesty, that mutual honesty that we have is very much uh, helpful in terms of our intimacy as a couple. Absolutely. But beyond that, it enhances closeness, right? And uh, when you're intimate, you're close. And when you're emotionally intimate, you're even closer, Uh, And that closeness is so important. You know, if two truly become one, as scripture says, then we should be infinitely close to Mm -hmm. one another, right? I mean, if if two people in a marriage have become one person, then that means we're infinitely close to one another. Mm -hmm. But if we're not emotionally intimate with each other, it's that there's going to be a break, a breach Mm -hmm. and a parting that's going to occur and one are going to become two. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way we're designed to be. Um, Emotional intimacy also promotes, this is a big one, folks, listen up on this one, promotes marital fidelity and loyalty. You know, I've been a chaplain in the army now for well over 10 years, pastor in churches, numerous churches over the years, counseled with countless people over the years on this issue of marriage. And nine times out of 10, and I know that's just a number I'm pulling off my head, but I bet you I'm close. Nine times out of 10, the reason, uh, People are unfaithful in a marriage or disloyal to their spouse is because there's a break, not in the physical intimacy, not the sex, but the emotional intimacy and the spiritual intimacy, which we'll talk about next week. But 
the emotional intimacy is a big thing. When, when spouse, you know, the old saying, yeah, you know, have you seen your spouse much this week? No, no, we're ships passing in the night. Well, folks, if you're a ship passing in the night with your spouse, you need to fix that because that's going to harm the emotional intimacy between the spouse. If you're not spending time with your spouse, if you're not eating dinner together, if you're not doing things together, if you're not sharing burdens and pains and sharing life together, that intimacy is going to break down. And when that intimacy breaks down, that is Satan's way of getting in and and uh, and making a breach in your marriage. And that's where marital unfaithfulness and disloyalty come right. into play. Yeah. And and I think, you know, we're all going to have seasons where we're going to be ships passing in the night. You know, they're just because of how life is and circumstances that come into our lives. But we have to be very careful that that season doesn't last too long. You know, we have to be very intentional about there's going to be maybe, a, you know, an acute season of where this is happening, but we need to get out of that as quickly as we can. And we need to find ways to, to weather that uh, and get back to a routine and a time where we can be spending time together and sharing together and building that emotional intimacy. Because yeah, if you keep that going for too long, then like exactly like Mark said, then Satan's going to start to come in there and tempt you and, you know, uh, just try to create a division that he wants to make even worse. So we have to, we have to get that season over and back to being as close as we can again. Yeah. And that we can't stress that enough folks. Emotional intimacy is so important on this point. And I don't think we take it uh, as seriously as we should, but, um, but, uh, but we need to Uh, finally, and this might be a point that maybe you haven't thought, some of you haven't thought of before, but why is emotional intimacy in so important? Because it allows God to work on our spouse through us. Now, what do I mean by that? If we're both believers in Christ Jesus, and we're both, and I'm saying both husband and wife are both giving their lives over in faithful service to God and, and love and mercy of God and submitting to his, his will in their lives, then that means we are we are an accountability partner for our spouse. That we are there, and this is the way we should be in our marriage, to help them along. When they fall, we're there to pick them up. When they sin, we're there to help them see their sin and grow through it. When they make a mistake, we're there to help them work through it. When they have a weakness, we're help, there to help them make them strong. And if we're not emotionally intimate, then we can't be that helpmate for our spouse. So this is an important one because this is really one of the major things that marriage is all about. It's about being there for one another, being close to one another, and uh, holding one another accountable. And we can't do that if we're not emotionally uh, intimate with our spouse. Folks, whether you like it or not, as a spouse, as a husband or a wife, you have a responsibility to your husband or wife, your spouse. Um, And that in order to fulfill that obligation, as it were, that you have for your spouse, you've got to be emotionally there for them. You've got to be emotionally intimate. Mm-hmm. That's right. So just really quickly to end, how do we, how do we build emotional intimacy? Um, we kind of have a, a quick saying, do good, say good, and be good. So do good and helpful and kind and thoughtful things for your spouse, things that will speak to their heart, things that will communicate your love for them, your care for them, your tenderness towards them, and your appreciation for them. Say good things. So again, not just doing things, but saying the words that come out of our mouth, help them to be things that will 
communicate your love for them and be good. Just be who God has called you to be as your spouse's partner. Um, And this can only come through the power of the Holy Spirit. It can only come as we allow Jesus Christ to change us and the Holy Spirit to convict us and to fill us with his power and his love. And we let that Uh, We surrender to that and we let it flow out of us toward our spouse. When we hold on to our flesh and what we want and what we feel we deserve and what we're upset about because we didn't get, then that just shuts down the ability of the Holy Spirit to work through us towards our spouse. But when we surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit's work and we allow him to change us and to love our spouse through us, that will, he will use that to to draw our spouse closer to us and bring us out of it even closer. And I think a great verse for this, all of this is uh first Timothy six verses 11 through 14. And, and if you're, if you remember, Paul has written this pastoral epistle to Timothy, a young pastor, and he's given him advice. So he spent the balance of the book just talking to Timothy about all the things that he needs to know and all the advice that he has for him and all the encouragement uh, and, 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 and truth that he has for Timothy. And then towards the end here in 1 Timothy 6, he encourages Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. And here's what he says to him. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. And then he says, pursue righteousness godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. If you'll recognize those as the fruit of the Spirit. Then he says, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Jesus Christ, who is who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate gave the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so basically what Paul is saying here is he's saying, Timothy, listen, man, whatever you do, and I'm obviously putting it in my own words, but whatever you do, flee the negative things, flee all of the sin, flee all of the the, the bad things that the temptations in your life, and instead pursue righteousness, pursue godly activity, pursue your faith, pursue love, love for God, love for others, pursue steadfastness, stay the course, be resilient, pursue gentleness, be kind and gentle and comforting to other people, be encouraging to other people, fight the good fight of faith, and then take hold of the eternal life, have confidence in the eternal life, have confidence in all that God has given you. And about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In other words, make your deeds follow your words. You know, you, you've said what you believe in front of all these people, all these people of faith. Now go do those things. Be a person of faith. And I guess that's the encouragement to you and me, uh, all of us who are married, is as you approach your spouse, fight the good fight of marriage, right? Fight the good fight of faith. Pursue righteousness with your spouse. Be godly toward your spouse. Have faith along with your spouse. Get together and do things together in the name of Christ. Love one another. Be steadfast and resilient in your marriage. Stay with one another. Uh, 
abide with one another, be gentle and kind and comforting and encouraging with one another. This is what being emotionally intimate is all about. Now, Paul isn't talking about emotional intimacy directly here, but this definitely has an application when it comes to our marriages and intimacy. Well, folks, that's uh, that's really our show for the day. I mean, that's about 30 minutes or so, and uh, we're not necessarily timing uh, this. Um, we try to keep our shows to about 45 minutes, but sometimes they go faster. Sometimes they might go slightly longer. But uh, whether they're 20 minutes or 50 minutes, we appreciate every opportunity that we have to be with you and talk to you about this important topic of marriage and within our Think Marriage paradigm. Uh, we're excited that you're with us. And if you can't join us live, we understand that. But you can catch us on Blog Talk Radio. We send the links out via our Facebook page. So be looking there. You can also find links to our audio at uh, at our website, www.inquiryfortoday.com. That's www.inquiry4today.com. Folks, it's out there, and we want to share all this with you. The past episodes are out there, so you can go out to our website. Again, Inquiry for Today, uh, jump on there, and you can go back to the very first episode that we had a number of a uh, couple months ago, and you can go back and catch up if you need to. Uh, but we want you to continue to be with us, to continue to stick with us in this Think Marriage paradigm. We're going to go through all of the uh, the letters in the acronym, and then we'll start to look at how we can apply those in our marriage. And we're going to keep this talk show going, and we hope you'll keep going with us. Next week's show, we're going to continue in the I of the Think Marriage uh, acronym, as we've already said. We're going to be talking about spiritual intimacy, so we want you to join us next Friday, May 17th at 3 p.m. As again, we talk about the spiritual side of intimacy. So we're going to be talking about God a lot next week and uh, you won't want to miss it. So have a great week and we'll see you on May 17th.